The Green Bay Packers Mentor-Protégé Program presents the Lessons in Success podcast with Anna Steinfest. Every week, we will bring you the strategies and resources you need to build your business and add knowledge and expertise in order to have a profitable future for your business. Here's your host, the administrator of the Green Bay Packers Mentor-Protégé Program, Anna Steinfest. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to our new episode of the podcast, Lessons in Success. I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Michael Troyer, and today we'll talk about communicating. Why are we so often misunderstood? Hello, Michael. Hello, Anna, and hello, everyone. Well, I have to tell you, this topic is huge and, and a challenge. It really is. Uh, so it can be fun to talk to you about why are you so mis- often misunderstood? I want to get us to think in part that we're all communicating now by Zoom or some other version of that on our computer screen. Have you ever thought about what we're missing in being understood by being on a computer screen? Uh, I go back to what we used to call rich forms of communication. That's where somebody could see your body and how you moved, your shoulders, your eyes, your nose, and word choice, choosing the right words, and then tone of voice or tone of voice whatever we want to call it, all have an impact on whether you're understood or not. So that's one way we can look at this topic. Absolutely. And body language is extremely important because we are social animals, honestly. <laughs> and we need a lot of, a lot of us try to communicate with hands and he, with um, facial expressions. So it's, it's, you know, communicate. That's why a lot of times we get misunderstood, especially like you indicated via Zoom. So um, communication in the business world, Michael, especially for small business owners, I think is very important, especially when you're trying to sell your product and you're trying to read your customer perception or potential customer perception. I think when we've done some presentations on Zoom, we couldn't see our audience we didn't know how they were reacting. And you and I were really struggling with the fact that are they really out there? Is there one person living or the 60, I mean, listening in, or the 60 that they said were listening and we never knew. And we never got questions. And it was very, very difficult. I, I do mentoring in a program that Anna has created and been running now for 10 years called the Green Bay Packers Mentor Protege Program. In the past year for a period, the protégés and I were meeting for an hour, or we were meeting on Zoom, excuse me. A two-hour meeting began to decline to just an hour, and we were pretty much through with what we needed to do. And then two of them talked me into, what if we sit across the table at six feet and meet in person? And suddenly the meetings were back to a two-hour period, and we still weren't done with the things we wanted to talk about. And I went back and said, well, what, what, what's different about Zoom versus being a person? It was body language. It was tone of voice a whole lot, but clearly we were getting much more done when we were in person. Think about the impact of communication then when we can't, we only have tone of voice. We only have words. We're missing things. And Michael, why do you think we are so often misunderstood? I'm not, and we probably have some different ideas on this. One of the things for me, I know is that I think I have very clear thoughts and I'm laying them out to somebody but I've left out a couple of key words because I know the words and what they mean, but I forget to say them to the person I'm talking to. And they shake their head and say, what did he just say? I don't understand that. Uh, 
So that's that's one example. Just not. I think you're right. I think assumption is a huge thing. And the other the other add to um, your example is that we make in our heads our own stories, how we are read from the other person, which is not true. But we start beating ourselves, saying, "Oh, they." You know, they did not perceive us well. It was negative. And we start building this, let's say, negative picture in our head, which is not true. But once we start doing that, then our communication style goes into a different direction. And the other person across the street, uh, across from you is like, okay, where this conversation is going in a totally different direction that I was thinking and all these like, you know, building mistake assumption uh, over mistake assumption kind of. I, you, you, I know you've heard the story. I, I taught at a university, had a young student in the back of my class. I knew she was probably the brightest student we had in our whole set of majors. And she's suddenly in my class. Oh, my goodness. So I'm doing things on the board, I'm teaching some economics, and I'm watching her. And she looks she looks just bored to tears. Oh, Lord, I'm losing her. What am I going to do? So the next class, I work even harder on my lecture notes and come in and really want to do it right. Uh, needless to say, all semester, she looked bored. And I ran into her in a, in a store three months later and said, you know, I never caught your interest. What did I do wrong? And her response was, you started so over my head that I never caught up. I was lost in your class. Oh, Lord. And I kept making it more challenging because I wanted to catch her attention because I misread her face and body language. She wasn't bored. She was lost. Oh, shame on me. Shame on me. Bad communication. Mm -hmm. Communication. And, you know, sometimes we're talking about communication, but we have to make sure that we uh, add here listening. Yes, yes. During communication, you have to listen. And I think you have to think also, you, you think you know what you're going to say, but you have to think more carefully about it. One of the things I, in getting ready for this, I thought about is the, one of the important things is context. Uh, why am I saying this to you? I need to explain why I want to con convey this message to you. Uh, what kind of an initiative it is? Does it have any urgency tied to it? How might it impact you? I want to get you engaged in a conversation. And if I don't give you context, I'm going to lose you anyways right away. Why is he telling me this? I don't care what he has to say. But, but sometimes that's a, a wrong approach. The reason for me saying that is because we approach every meeting with an agenda. And every single time we start talking, we're going in our head, in our own agenda, and we don't listen. For example, the customer is stating something and it brings you to a different direction, but you are still deep into your thought, not hearing. Yeah, you listen, but you don't hear what the customer is saying, which is very dangerous. And you, in your head, you're like, okay, I have to do this and, and I have to make sure that I, I add this to make sure that I disclose this feature and this feature and this feature. And you are in your head with your own agenda. The customer is saying something. So that's where the misunderstanding also can. It's a, it's a wonderful commentary, Anna, because you had me thinking right away. Let's say I'm in front of a couple of people and I'm talking safety. And I'm talking it from a, from an organizational concept standpoint. But one of the persons I'm talking to just saw a friend get badly injured out in the plant. He or she is going to take my discussion of safety in a whole different direction from where I'm coming from because of their thinking differently than I am. You know, we're, we're both focused on safety, but from a very different perspective is what I'm saying. So we as the speaker, we have to be 
understanding of where everybody is. And we better bring them to kind of a common point before we go into this, well, we're going to focus on safety. It, it, they may not hear me at all. Exactly. So you have to listen to your audience. It's, it's not only just when we talk about communication, listening is actively listening is extremely important. And take that word active. Boy, that's an important word. Active listening means you are asking questions to better understand mm -hmm. and you're getting a dialogue going. If I'm the person who wants to communicate, I, if I don't get a dialogue, if I don't get any questions, I failed. There's no reason they should walk out of the room saying, oh, yeah, I understood it. No, they didn't. So you have to provoke the dialogue if they don't. You have to say, did you understand me? What What's still troubling you? You have to pull it out of them to agree. I, I like that, Michael. And I know that I think in the past we did talk about active listening. But just a reminder, that's what you just said is extremely important. You have to make sure that you repeat back what you just said. You make sure that the other person heard you correctly, make sure that you ask that question um, to make sure that they, they, they really understand what you're, what you're trying to tell them. Can you even, folks, could you, can you tell me what I just spoke about? I need to hear, replay to me what you heard. That's a reasonable question in a group to be, to be sure you were clear in what you said to them. Mm -hmm. uh, I like one author who said, communication is always local. So the person listening to me, they're saying, what does that mean for me as an individual? Whatever Troyer is talking about, what does that mean for me? And that's that's the locality of it. So as you said, I as a presenter, a communicator can be an active listener too. Tell me again, did you understand what I said? Well, what did I say? Yes. It's not a classroom test. It's just, I want to be sure yes. you understood. And a lot of times the other person across um, the table from you is what is it for me? I'm sorry, a lot of us are very selfish and we will not listen if this does not pertain to me or we can, we will be polite and probably pretend we're listening but we're not actively listening like Michael said earlier. So if you want your customers, because we are targeting business owners but anyone across the table to listen, to actively listen to you, you, may, you better make sure that during the conversation, you have to make sure that you tell them what is it for them to even listen to you. And try to bring them in to what you're sharing with them. Think of how often you're on a meeting on the computer and five of the 20 tiles are, are have a face, a fixed face, a picture, or it's blank. Do you ever worry whether they're paying any attention or are they in the other room getting a coffee or, or doing some work? Um, if I were trying to lead a meeting, I think I was, everybody, I want to see your face. I'm going to be able to read what you're doing. And that's part of our communicating together. And you can tell me I'm dumb or wrong or whatever. That's fine. But let's at least see each other. Absolutely. I would like to thank everyone for joining us today. I am, of course, Anna Steinfest. And I'm joined today by my co-host, Dr. Michael Troyer. Keep watching for us at Lessons in Success. This podcast was brought to you by the Green Bay Packers Mentor-Protege Program and the Digital Department of Northeast Wisconsin Technical College.